entrepreneurs, are you trying to make bigger profits in your small business? Like many of us, I'm sure you're feeling it. Business is hard, and now more than ever, you need to have a plan to help your business not just survive, but thrive. And it can happen as simply as thinking with the end in mind. I'm Marcia Reiner. I'm a business growth strategist. I've helped tons of small business owners to establish and implement a tangible plan that guarantees increased profitability, guides your growth, and plans for a future exit. Because a business worth selling is also a business worth owning. And I want to share strategies that I've earned and learned with you on today's Profit with a Plan podcast. But before we get started, I have something great to share with my listeners. I put together an insightful and think outside the box live masterclass. This 15-minute training has been specifically designed to help you learn how to get your business sale ready, even if you aren't thinking of selling it yet. Why now? Join me and find out all the benefits that come with having a sale-ready business. Register for free at scale, the number two, sell.biz. All right, I'm excited to have my guest on and fellow ProVisor expert, Yuko Toshida. And she is a certified public accountant with over 10 years of tax consulting experience, advising multinational corporations on value-added tax strategies. Her strategic advisory firm, Hito, specializes in income tax planning, R&D credits, investment, employee and tax and training tax credits, and incentive services. Throughout her career, she has helped clients claim over a hundred million dollars in incentives and credits. I love this. Hito is the Japanese term for people. And Yuko believes that people drive business growth. Hito provides added uh, value-added tax consulting services focused on tax incentives and credits. Hito accelerates the growth of businesses and promotes change through tax benefits. This helps businesses unlock savings by minimizing taxes and freeing up capital for reinvestment into the business and its employees. Wow, Yuko, thank you so much for coming on Profit with a Plan. Welcome. Thank you, Masia. I'm so excited to be here. Me too. This is such an interesting topic for me. And um, I think it, I think most businesses are unaware of the advantages that, that the government gets us. But before we get going on this, tell me how in the world did you come around to become a CPA and focusing on credits? Sure. So when I'm like, I decided I want to become like CPA if anybody was like 14 or like 13 or 14. Uh, (laughs) I actually wanted to become a math professor, but my parents thought like, you know, for me to become a teacher, it was just not fit to my personality. So like they start like introducing me to like a lot of different profession, like they knew. And one of the thing, like, you know, it really uh, kind of catch my eye was like whenever my uh, my parents tax CP was at my house doing tax audit for my parents business uh, it was very fascinating how they're negotiating and talking to government officials and like how they're helping my parents um, so I started like asking a lot of questions during this audit uh, which I probably shouldn't have like if I think about it right now <laughs> But uh, after that, like, you know, they, uh, my, my parents' CPA come like, you know, every single month, like talking to my parents. So I started asking a lot of questions and studying what the CPA or like, you know, tax people were. And I just like found it so fascinating that like, you know, uh, at young age, like I 
I said, like, I got to become a CPA. So um, I pursued that, um, like, you know, my dream and became like CPA. So I started my, um, my career was like filing like paper, like filing like tax returns for like multinational corporations. Mm-hmm. I have to say it was great experience, but I, did, I was just not like, you know, cut up for it. And I, mm. I didn't really like that, like, you know, uh, filing tax return, but it was great, uh, great training ground. And from that, like, you know, background, I learned like, you know, credit incentive. And it was just like a, a rotation between like, you know, um, big four accounting firm. And I was like, you know, in the Japanese practice, but I had like opportunity to work with uh, different permit. And that's when I find out like credit incentive. And I was just fascinated by it because like, it was more like, uh, how do you call it? Um, diamond mining or finding opportunities and like you know nobody knew and clients like really saw the benefit what we are bringing to up to them so uh i just loved it and like since then like i've been doing like credit incentive for like over 10 years yeah that's amazing and you know most people only think of cbas as the ones that are crunching the numbers they're going to file the forms you only go see them once a year if that and um, not the kind of thing that that would you would think that would come and add more value to the company. And that's why it was so important to have you on, because there are so many advantages that the government gives us business owners, which mm-hmm. is why we become business owners, you know, because we are we're, we're bringing employees, we're adding value to the economy and the government rewards us with these incentives. And I think just business owners today, at least in the small communities and the, in the, uh, the small markets that, that I tend to work in, they just don't know that there's these yeah. incentives out there. And so, all right. So I think these are fantastic and I'm so glad you're passionate about it, just like me, you know, and that's why we've, we've connected so nicely. Um, so what kind of credits, let's kind of talk high level and then we'll go through some, some more details. What kind of a credits are available and maybe even are credits like grants or discounts or what are they? Okay. So I'll like putting like, you know, t- uh, like a couple of like big buckets. So, uh, both like, you know, federal level and state level that uh, there are so many tax credits or tax incentive. Whenever I say tax credits, those are typically like looking back and then it's set in the code section, meaning like, you know, laws and regulations. So if you meet the criteria, you will qualify. So that would like fall into like, you know, uh, employee retention tax credit, which came out in the COVID an R&D tax credit. A lot of like manufacturer people probably like, you know, know WATSI and like, you know, uh, empowerment zone credits and so forth. And other bucket is what's called like, you know, future looking. So like incentives, like, you know, uh, whenever we say incentive is like pre-approval tax credits, or there is a discretionary fund by governmental like agency. Like, you know, most of the state have like, you know, uh, what's called discretionary there's discretionary like tax credits or incentives. So before you make any investment or start hiring people, like, you know, you can go to those jurisdictions and start negotiating those tax credits. Love it. And credits aren't, credits are free money, right? It's not like you get a discount on your taxes. 
it's actually, or is it a discount on your taxes when we talk uh, about credit? So it's a typically dollar to dollar deduction of taxes and some are refundable. So if it's refundable, actually like, you know, government will write you a check. And if it's a non-refundable tax credit, those credit, like, you know, if you cannot use it in a certain tax year, you can carry over to certain year. That to me is fantastic because we pay so much, especially here in California, we pay so much in taxes as a business owner. Um, it's great to see what kind of incentives and credits that we can get back. So I love it. One is looking backwards and we can go back a couple of years to calculate a credit. And then the other one is looking forward where we're saying, okay, I'm going to make this investment. Can I get this deduction back? Mm-hmm. And it just, I mean, what... How, how do we do this? How do we plan for this as business owners? What, yeah. what should we do? Sure. So like a lot of time, like I talk to like my clients about and my clients and like my friends about if you're only like, you know, talking to one CPA, you're probably not going to be maximizing all the tax credits. Right. Uh, so like for me, like, you know, I decided not to like, you know, focus on tax preparation, but there's like, you know, tra- traditional CPA, like people are, uh, helping them file and be able to comply with the law. That's one profession. I and was that, just going to say, yeah, <laughs> there's many lanes in yeah. CPA. And then tax credit, tax incentive is very different animal from compliance. So typically like people are specializing in that. Like if you're like, you know, dealing with big four accounting firm or like McDavid, like, you know, RCM, like a larger firm, they have all these people in their firm. But if you're like dealing with like more smaller scale CPA firm, you need to like, you know, build a team around them. Like, you know, traditional CPA, financial advisor, tax credit people. And like, you know, if you need like sales and use tax like people, like there's a lot of specialists. So I say like, you know, finding the good people and like, you know, teaming up with them, that's probably Mm -hmm. the first step. Excellent. Excellent. I love that you differentiated the fact that there are so many lanes inside of a service and not all CPAs are forward planning. Mm -hmm. Many of them are simply backwards looking. What did you do last year? Here's how it's going to work. And then going forward. And you want to have the right kind of mix on having those forward planning advisors coming on, like the financial and the tax planning and the credits like you're talking about. Love this. So educational for us and so needed. Because, I mean, gosh, as a business owner, we wear all these many hats, right? And we have to understand this and this and this and that, but yet we don't really want to do it. And or probably shouldn't ever do our own accounting, but to have the expertise and know that there are people out there that can help us evaluate and and take advantage of all the opportunities that we have as business owners. So that's cool. All right. Let's talk about some of these credits and and how they work for us and what might we not know about that we should. Mm-hmm. So the biggest one right now is like, you know, employee retention tax credits. So it came out from the CARES Act during like COVID, allowing mm-hmm. like, you know, companies who are uh, affected by COVID to um, claim up to $26,000 per employee. And wow. 
Actually, this tax credit was eliminated in November 15th last year. However, okay. there's a three years to like go back and uh, amend the tax return and claim those tax credits. And this one is amazing because they government decided to write the check instead of like, you know, uh, saying like no refundable tax credits. So it's really to help company like, you know, go through like tough time. So if companies like, you know, haven't like take a look at it, like, you know, they probably should. Uh, so there's two ways to qualify, right, Marcia? Uh, one is you can show gross receipt drop uh, uh, comparing to pre-COVID era. So 2020 compared to 2019, that would be like 50%. And if go to 2021, you can only show like 20% drop from 2019, which is pre-COVID era. So that's one way to show like, you know, companies are affected by COVID. And honestly, uh, you go, almost everybody was affected by COVID right. in one way, shape or form by being forced to close down. Mm -hmm. And when we were forced to close down, our customers didn't find us as frequently think, you know, and it's not just thinking of the, the hotels and, and restaurants, but every company suffered. And so the probability of your difference between 21 and, and 2019 and 20 and 2019 incomes are highly probable that you were affected. So, this stands for almost everybody, every business out there. Yeah. And then like at your point, like, you know, second way to qualify is like if we can prove the company was fully shut down or partially shut down, they could qualify too. And like, you know, there is a like nuances in the code section, like, you know, partially meaning we need to approve that 10% or more business was shut down. So mm-hmm. not all the business have to shut down, like only like, you know, nominal amount, which was like defined right. by like 10%. So um, I think uh, IRS, I came out like, you know, report saying like, you know, only like less than 20% of the entitled business are only taking these credits. So 80% so that means people 80, are like, yeah, missing it. They're still out there. Yeah. Gosh. And we have three years to file and look back. So there's still an opportunity for right. all business owners to apply for these credits. And, you know, especially especially us that aren't getting necessarily the tax advice that we should be getting, it might be um, a missed opportunity for you. Mm-hmm. And so how many employees do you need to have on your payroll in order to collect a credit like this? Uh, more than like one for ERC, <laughs> but one thing is orders or related party to orders probably uh, typically don't qualify. So, right. you know, if you are only employee and you're owner of the business, you won't qualify. But if you actually have like employees, like you should qualify for that credits. Excellent. Wow. This is fantastic. And up to $26,000 per employee. Right. So that means, you know, maybe you don't get 26,000, but hey, how would it feel to get maybe five or 10,000 per employee mm-hmm. handed to you as a check sometime soon, right? And then yeah. multiply that by the years. Happy, happy to accept, right? <laughs> money. And this money, you don't have to prove that you're using it for any specific use. It's just coming back to you because you suffered a little bit and they're trying to help you keep your business flowing and can, can continue to grow and develop and keep people, right? That's correct. A lot of, uh, one one more point, like I want to make for this one, like a lot of company didn't uh, 
claim this credit because they said they took a PPP loan. Uh-huh. And originally, if a uh, company got received like PPP loan, they were not entitled to. But uh, during like, you know, 2020, December 2020, Congress t- changed that law. So even you receive PPP loan, you are still entitled to ERC above and beyond wow. of your PPP. So that's something, Good. you know, companies should look at. Surprise, surprise, more money, more money available, folks listening to this. All right. So we talked about the employee retention credit. Talk to us about some of the other credits that that are out there. Sure. So R&D tax credit is always like, you know, fun, uh, fun credit for us. (laughs) I say fun because we get to learn about a lot about like our clients and what they're developing and what they're like improving. So what R&D is, this was like, you know, enacted in 80s. And government, U.S. government wanted to uh, keep the R&D activity in the U.S. soil. So they are um, incentivizing company to like, you know, do R&D activities in the U.S. So what is R&D? To develop, activity, right? yeah. yeah. Tell, us what, tell us what R&D really means. So it's very broad defined. So what they say was if company is developing or enhancing their product or process, relying on hard science, they may qualify for credits. But you have to, that's, yeah, there's a like- I was going to say, that's amazing. That. Yeah. So a lot of people will see, I like think like, you know, oh, R&D credit for is like biotech who is like in a love court and like, you know, doing a lot of like pharmaceutical, like, you know, testing. But I have a client from like, you know, biotech to um, manufacturing to like even breweries and like, you know, wineries. So- you can think about a lot of stuff like you are um, developing and you may qualify for those credits. So let me, I've heard, I've heard that if you are a service company and you've developed a process or a treatment or something like that. So say you're service and you're a chiropractor and you have an amazing treatment that you developed um, it's still chiropractic, but you've managed to add different levers or angles or exercises or treatments to make it to it. That still that still may qualify because mm-hmm. you're innovating and developing. So it doesn't have to be making the widget. It could be developing a process right. or a system that has enhanced your 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 solution to mm-hmm. the market. Right. Right. And that technology or like services or those techniques you're developing, it doesn't have to be new to the world. It just needs to be new to your company. Aha. So that opens the door to a lot of folks getting this kind of credit. Mm-hmm. Is it hard to apply for this credit? Do you have to kind of stand on your head to be able to get it? Um, there's a lot going on uh, in the R&D study. Really need to, like, there's a lot of case law out there. So, like, you know, what we do is we interview uh, companies and, like, all employees who are involved in, like, R&D, tax, uh, R&D activities. And we actually quantify and qualify. And, like, you know, calculation portion is one, but where we spend a lot of time is, really documenting and making sure they actually qualify and why and there's like as i said like there's a full part test so like you know our memorandum will like based on like you know do they overcome and like they do do they uh fit like qualify under those full part tests nice so there's opportunities there's definitely opportunities and really truly 
I love the way that this one was established way back when in the 80s. And the government was saying, we want you to innovate here in the U.S. Mm -hmm. That was the whole concept for it. And, and unless you have someone like yourself, you go and Hito to come in and say, did you know, and this is how we've been able to help our clients. You never would have thought to look at these opportunities for your business. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. All right. So R&D, um, what kind of credits do we expect from that? What kind of, what have you seen? Uh, you mean dollar amounts or? Yeah. Give us the, give us the money. Show us the sure. money. <laughs> sure. So like R&D tax credit, like, you know, uh, in California, we say like high level, um, let's say if you have like $200,000 of like uh, qualified expenses, um, probably 10 to 15% of that would be like, you know, tax credit. So 20,000 to about 30,000. So that's kind of like our benchmark typically. I love it. Love it. And that just helps you invest and reinvest back into your company Mm -hmm. and gives you the desire to do it because you can get some of that cost back for the investment that you're putting forward in it. Wonderful. All right, so we've talked about ERC and R&D. What other kind of uh, credits or incentives are available that um, today's small business owner might want to look for? So uh, there's a couple, like, you know, state tax credit we can talk about, like, specifically, like, in California. So there's a one called, like, California Competes Tax Credit. Um, what was that? One more time. California what? California Competes Tax Credits. Okay. So this is a competitive like tax credits and California government is trying to like, you know, invest in company who are threatened to move out of California or they, they, they may want to come to California. So like, for example, like, you know, I have a SaaS company I've been working with and uh, during the COVID, like, you know, uh, they started during COVID and then, so they never like established like headquarters anywhere. But right now they're trying to establish headquarters like uh, either in Arizona, California, or Indiana. So mm. we are negotiating tax credit with like, you know, on those three states and California is one and California would like to like, you know, um, invest those type of company who has different options outside Got of California. It. So, so yeah, knowing that California is such a friendly state to work in um, as a business, I'm being very facetious here, um, you know, looking at opportunities to keep us here, <coughs> excuse me, um, is, uh, is very interesting because um, there are better or more favorable states to work in. And if you are established here, you don't have to be a new company to, to get that credit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't have to be like I presented like, you know, manufacturing, uh, manufacturing plant in California who were thinking about moving to Tennessee or who were actually thinking about expanding Tennessee. But California um, awarded the credit for them to like, you know, expand in California. So there's a, like a lot of ways to like, you know, uh, see like you know, what type of like, you know, companies California interested in. And there's a, like, you know, website and there's a like, you know, a nice group of people like called GoBiz. You can like, you know, call them and like ask questions. So it's a great uh, credit. It's, like if you really thinking about maybe expanding outside of California or moving out of California. Nice. Wow. So again, you have to have someone that understands what is available out there to help you with those. Okay. So what other kind of credits might we 
be looking for are incentives. So another one, like, you know, California, I would just like stay in California because we are in California. Um, there's a what's called like California Employee Training Panel, which mm-hmm. is a training re- reimbursement grants. So it's a training reimbursement. So like, you know, if you are training like any employees and there's a, like always every single year they come up as like, you know, specific industry they are focusing on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like, Whoop, we froze here. Are you coming back? Uh oh. Hello, you go. Let's see if she comes back. Whoop, are you there? Can you hear? I okay. I froze or you froze, but you were just getting so I can I can I can fix that. But um you were talking about um uh the uh the employee training, training credit. So if you can start back from there, I can uh we can let all the listeners know. Perfect. So uh so California employment uh training panel. So this is a training reimbursement program. So any companies could qualify. And like, this is a pre-approval, like, you know, a reimbursement program. So you have to go apply. And then if you get awarded, you will get like, you know, reimbursement back. Uh, but it's really cool program. Uh, everybody, any employee uh, pay into what's called ETP fund every single uh, month through our payroll. So any company is entitled to it. However, California has a uh, uh, more focused industry like construction, manufacturing, cybersecurity, and stuff like that. But if you get awarded, how that program works is any training other than like, you know, sexual harassment or like, you know, some legal uh, mandated training, they will fund those training. Wow. So anything from on-the-job training, uh, to management, Excel courses, like, you know, anything you can think about. California is really interested, like, you know, bringing, like, you know, employees' skill set up and, like, you know, keep those, like, California, like, you know, uh, employee in California. So it's a really great program. Uh, if you get qualified uh, for a specific industry, like federal in- industry, you get, like, $23 per uh our reimbursement for live uh, training, like on the wow. job or classroom training. And I believe it's $13 like in reimbursement for every hour employee spent on a computer-based training without instructors. Wow. Well, see, there's so much available out there that we don't even know about. And if we're already training our employees to do the tasks that they need to do, why not see if you qualify for this so you can get reimbursed for the time that you're training? Because we all know hiring an employee for the first, first year is, is a little bit more expensive because you, they're not really functioning at full capabilities. And, and that onboarding and training cycle is, um, is, is expensive. So if we can get some help to train, why not? See, this is this is why I'm so excited to have you on because there's so many different things that that business owners need to be aware of. All right, so we got a few minutes left. Can we kind of go over? Are there any other credits that you wanted to introduce that maybe 
we should have conversation about? There's so many of them, so I gotta, I gotta save you time. Uh, I think like, you know, a lot of time I will say, whenever you are like in a high growth mode, like, you know, talk to your CPA and find out like, you know, who they have relationship with on the tax credit, tax incentives, and like making sure you talk to them way before you make investment. Once you make an investment, it's harder to negotiate with states. It's harder to like, you know, get pre-approval because like, you know, you already state already know you got to be there. Right. So. You're already doing it. So there's no incentive to make you do it where this is right. some of these are incentives to get you to do to hire more mm-hmm. to research and 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 create more stuff here or stay in the in the yeah. state that you're in. This is this is awesome. All right. Um, so is there are there anything that there, is there any others that maybe you want to touch on before we uh, before we go or you want to just uh, um, probably um, any other states like, you know, um, majority of like 50 states in America, they um, provide um, similar tax credits like one is better than other. But um, any states like you are like looking at, like, you know, um, growing or expanding, like, you know, just make sure to talk to your CPA. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. So we love these credit ideas. These are super important folks for you to think about throughout the year. And, and that's why this conversation was so important to have, you know, we're just past the tax season. Um, you know, we're, we're going into the, to the third quarter of the year. We're halfway through approximately, um, gosh, where did this year go? Right. It went by so fast, but this is more important times for you during the summer to reach out to your tax advisor and say, what's available to me? And more important, maybe you should be reaching out to a tax specialist like uh, like Yuko and her company, Hito, to find out what's available and to do some discovery for it. Um, I know it, you know, there it's not that expensive. It's an investment to get an investment back, but to hire and engage a CPA um, such as such as Hito to to do this kind of research for you is so important. Are there um, are there timelines that maybe we should consider or 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 look at before they come out and and reach out to you? So this is a really good time right now. Is a good time to like you know reach out because we are coming back from like you know busy season and like we have a little bit more time to do our planning. Mm-hmm. Um, so and we do a free assessment upfront. We see like, you know, this is our partnership with like, you know, my clients, um, they need to feel like really comfortable with us, like, you know, opening up, like, you know, probably like only executive will know the information about. Uh, so we want to make sure there's a synergy and it's a good fit. So we do that free assessment upfront and like, you know, making sure we can work together as a team. I love it. I love it. So you know, like I said, this is this is such a great time of the year for us to relook back, reevaluate our business, see what we've done in the first part of the year, see what we're going to do in the rest of the year, and to start the ball rolling so you can take advantage of all the opportunities that are going to come your way throughout the year. Um, tax planning and, and credit planning should be done all year long. <laughs> There's not the one time a year that you reach out to your tax advisor. And that's why I wanted to bring you on today. So I think this is perfect. All right, Yuko, where can listeners find out more about you and your company and, and how you might be able to help them? Sure. You can like uh, go to our website, Hito LLC, H-I-T-O-L-L-C.com or connect me through LinkedIn. 
Love it. Love it. And you can work in any state, right? You're not just licensed or, or trapped to California. Um, so if you're listening from Arizona or Colorado or wherever you're listening from, um, uh, Hito can help you there as well. So great. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, let's yeah. yeah. I hope the listeners, I hope you found a couple ideas that you can put into your business that will help you become more profitable. You know, I got to tell you free money, you know, money that you've earned or that you would have to pay out. That's a huge mover of the needle and could give you that leverage or the tool to be able to invest back into your company to maybe hire a new person um, or just continue to grow. And because we're all about growth here, this was a really important conversation and what better way to do it than, than uh, Yuko. So, all right. So now more than ever, it's important to build your business like you want to sell it. Don't forget to register for my new free 15 minute training on how to get your business sale ready. Even if you aren't thinking of selling it yet, Remember, there's tons of benefits to having a sale-ready business, like more freedom, more money, and an easier-to-run business. So go register for free at scale2sell.biz. You don't want to miss this class. And Yuko and I would love to hear your questions. So if you have any questions about any tax credits or maybe something specific to your industry or field, and you're just wondering what's out there for me, hit us up on the comments, ask the question. Yuko and I will be here and we'll answer those questions for you on the chat. So please do that, comment on the show, and then don't forget to subscribe. You always don't want to miss these podcasts. And as always, you want to catch Profit with a Plan on any of your favorite podcast players. And we're looking forward to more great profitable information on next week's show. So until then, make your plans and profit with them. Thanks, Yuko. Thank you.